Welcome to the C3 Church Watson podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. I love getting together. I love our Christmas service. I love this time of the year. Singing carols, celebrating the true meaning of Christmas, the good news of Christmas. That's what it is. At Christmas... We celebrate the plan that God put into action to make a way for us to be in relationship with him. He sent Jesus to earth and that is such good news. John 1.14 says this, So the word Jesus became human and made his home among us. Sorry. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus coming to earth is such good news. And don't we all love to receive good news? Yeah? You know, we've spent a couple of years where there just seems to always be bad news. Whenever we look at an app or turn on the TV or listen to the radio, there's bad news. But I want to tell you that because Jesus came, <laughs> there is good news. There is such good news for us. Ah, Jesus coming made a way for us to be in relationship with God, to be connected to him, because we were always meant to live connected to God forever. We were always meant to live in relationship with him, in community with him. Whether you know it or not, you were created for connection with God. We, you were created for that purpose. That, that's First and foremost, you were created for that purpose. When God created mankind, he put something very special inside of us. It's in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. It says, he has planted eternity in the human heart. God put something very special in each one of us. He planted eternity, eternity in us. And that's the truth. We're all created with a longing for more than what we have here on this earth. Because here on earth, you will know this, we will face disappointment. Things will happen that we don't understand. Things will break that we thought would never break. Things will stop that we thought would keep on going. And if we're honest with ourselves, at the very core of us, we long for more. When we see pain, we yearn for healing. When we see hunger, we question why. And when we see senseless death, needless loss, we think, my gosh, what is going on? Is there more to life than living it and then dying? Am I here just to live my life on earth and that's it? Is that what this is all about? Maybe, maybe if we stay busy, maybe that's the answer. Stay too busy to think, too busy to question, and so we busy ourselves with the task of staying busy. But deep down we know there must be something more, something more than what we see, something more than what we experience here on earth. Get everything you thought you ever wanted, and I'll tell you something, you'll still have a discontent on the inside. You may think, well, when I get that, or 
when they do this or when she admits that. You fill in the blank. Get it all if you must, but even when you get everything you thought you wanted, something will still be out of place and at the core of you, you will still be unsatisfied. And there is a reason. There is a reason for this discontent. Is that my microphone? Okay, we're just going to do a swap. There is a reason for this discontent. It's been put there by God to propel us to keep searching, to encourage us to keep looking for the more that's been placed in our heart. God wants to get our attention by making us discontent on this earth because this earth is not our final destination. We're discontent here. We are not completely satisfied here because this is not our home. We're not supposed to be completely happy here. Now, of course, we'll have joy and peace and and happiness. And God wants that for every one of us. But none of it compares with the happiness that lies ahead. The joy we experience here on earth is nothing more than an appetizer for what we're going to have in heaven. You may have heard of a guy called C.S. Lewis and when describing heaven, he said this, the sweetest thing in all my life has been the longing to reach the mountain, which is heaven, and to find the place where all the beauty came from, my country, the place where I ought to have been born. Do you think it all meant nothing, all the longing, the longing for home? For indeed, it now feels not like going but like going back. Now, why is that? It's because we're created for that place. God has planted eternity in the human heart. He has placed a longing for heaven and nothing here on earth comes close to what's coming in eternity. There's a scripture in the Bible from 1 Corinthians and it says, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen No ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, I believe that's talking about here on earth. But I know it definitely talks about what he has prepared for us in heaven. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard it. We can't even imagine it. It's beyond our comprehension. At our most creative moment, at our deepest thought, we can't fathom eternity. Why don't you try it now? Why don't you imagine a perfect world for you? What does it mean? What is a perfect world for you? Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it no stress, no bad news, no anxiety? Is it reconciliation between you and a loved one? Is it healing in your body? Whatever heaven means to you, put it in your mind right now and then realize whatever you imagined, it's inadequate. No one's ever come close to imagining what eternity with God is going to be like. It's beyond us. This earth is not heaven and don't we know it? (laughs) 
So while we're here on earth, we'll receive bad news. Church will never be perfect. The person sitting next to you will never be perfect. Close. Give him a tap and say, you're close. (laughs) Our expectations. Okay, there's way too much fun going on in church right now. No, it's good. Church is a good place to have fun because God is the giver of life after all. But our expectations on this earth will not always be met. We will feel let down. We will experience lack, even grief. And there will never be a new car, a new spouse, a new baby or a new house that can give you the joy that your heart really craves. Only God can. And he will, if you'll allow him to. Luke 17 says this, The kingdom is not discovered in one place or another, for God's kingdom realm is already expanding within some of you. That scripture says that God's kingdom realm is already expanding within some of you. And those of us in this room today who have a relationship with Jesus have the kingdom of God within us. But even so, we will only be truly satisfied when we get to eternity with God. Psalm 17 verse 15 says, Because I'm righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Because true satisfaction comes in heaven. Ultimate satisfaction comes in heaven. Until then, our satisfaction comes and goes. So when you have your Christmas lunch or dinner or breakfast or all three and you eat too much and you feel satisfied, guess what? The next morning you'll get up and you'll want to eat again. When you have a good night's sleep, you'll wake up and feel satisfied. But I can tell you, the next night you're going to want to have another good night's sleep. You can go on an amazing holiday to exotic places and have the best time. You can even imagine. But you'll still want more. Children want to become teenagers. Teenagers want to become an adult. An adult wants a spouse. Get married and you want a child. Parents want kids to fully grow up so they can go. (laughs) Don't look at your children if they're in the room with your parents. And then when they go, you want them to come back. A little, my husband says. (laughs) They can come back, but they really just need to bring the grandkids. That's what I say. That's the truth. And then when you get old, you want to be young again. That scripture says, I will see you and be satisfied. That's where true satisfaction comes. And how does this happen? Well, that psalm says, it says, because I'm righteous, what on earth does that mean? Does it mean I never do anything wrong? Well, no, it doesn't mean that. Because if it meant that, then no one would get into heaven because we all do wrong things at some point. It means this. It means because I've accepted Jesus' sacrifice for me, his death on the cross, 
He has made me righteous. In other words, he has made me right with God. So that when I die, I can go to heaven and spend eternity with him. See, the biggest mistake anyone can make in this life is to live only for now. Only for what happens here on earth in this lifetime, rather than realizing the truth that what we do here on earth impacts eternity, and eternity is going to last forever. That's a really long time, guys. Forever. Think about that. Forever. Eternity is forever. And eternity is what is important. So I want to ask you a very important question. As our team comes up onto the stage. Have you accepted Jesus' sacrifice for you? Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're sitting here in church and you're a little curious. Maybe you want to know more. In the Bible, there are two men and their names are John and Andrew. And they were curious. They were curious about Jesus. And when they saw Jesus, there was something about him that made them want to check out, to check him out. Made them want to look a second time. Made them think there's something more. They just couldn't help themselves. And and so they started to follow him where he was going. And Jesus saw them and he said, hey guys, what do you want? You don't know, what's, what's going on here? You're following me, what's going on? And they had a conversation with him and, and they said, well, we want to know more about you. Where are you staying? We want to come. And Jesus said this, John 1.39, he said, okay, come and see. Come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Come and see. And that right there, that is the invitation. That is his invitation to every single person on the planet. That's his invitation to you today. Come and see. Will you come and have a look at me? Will you come and see what I'm really like? Because you may have a whole heap of ideas about who I am, a whole heap of preconceived ideas, but I want to invite you just to come and see who I really am. If you do, I can guarantee you will want more. I grew up in a family that took me to church every Sunday. I grew up believing in a God that... I hadn't really seen yet. But there was a moment. It it was a moment in the middle of a mess that I had gotten myself into. When I was standing outside a building alone late at night and I called out to God to come and help me. And the change that took place in my life after that, over the next little while, was extraordinary. Because I chose to let him in. I chose to open my heart to him. I chose to acknowledge my need for him. I desperately wanted to see him more. 
here's a scripture in 2 Corinthians. It says, whenever though they turn to face God as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are, face to face. Then suddenly they recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us. Nothing between us and God. Our faces shining with the brightness of His face. And so we are transfigured, much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like Him. Beautiful more beautiful as God enters our lives. So would you like to respond to his invitation today? That's my question. Would you like to come and see? Do you know that he is a living, personal God? Because you can. If you don't, you can. And I don't know where you are on your journey of faith. I know that God does. And God wants every single person on the planet to know Him, to know how deep and how wide His love is for every single one of you, of us. So I want to invite you today to, if you haven't already, to turn your heart to Him, to say, God, show me, show me. I'm coming to you, show me. We're going to pray a prayer right now. It's a private prayer, but we're all going to pray it together. And I invite you to open your heart if you want to do that for the first time or you need to get your heart right with God. I invite you to do that with us as we pray together. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for dying for my sins. Forgive me. I ask you to come into my life. I want to live in relationship with you. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.